Welcome, welcome everyone to the Unhacked Mind Podcast, formerly known as the Christian Therapy Podcast. I do count it as a privilege that you have chosen my podcast. And if you are a returning listener, thank you so much for tuning in to this week's episode. I appreciate you and I truly appreciate you for sharing this podcast on your social media platform, as well as taking the time to rate my podcast with a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. If you are brand new to this podcast, I hope you enjoy what I share with you on this episode as well as previous episodes, and I sure hope you decide to come back. I try to post at least bi-weekly episodes. If you subscribe to the podcast, you will be notified when I've posted a new episode. One thing I would like you to be aware of is that I'm a licensed mental health professional practicing by way of telehealth for the state of Maryland and Georgia. However, my podcast is not meant to be a replacement for therapy with a licensed mental health professional. What I do in this podcast is inform, educate, entertain, and I sure hope I encourage. Lastly, I'm a published author of three books, Mission Uncomfortable, Getting Out of Your Comfort Zone for God, My Purpose Then and Now, and The Unhacked Mind. I also have the Unhacked Mind Academy for online self-study courses dealing with mental health and life circumstances. All of this information can be located in the show notes. Make sure to listen to each episode all the way to the end to learn how to connect with me. Okay, let's get this episode started. If you've ever heard the term desperate measures calls for desperate times or vice versa, vice versa, desperate times call for desperate measures. Well, sometimes when you are desperate, you end up doing things that you later regret in life. And that could be with your finances, involving a relationship, or with some particular thing that might end up causing you to have some serious regret. Well, I have experienced this multiple times in my life and always end up saying things to myself like, why did I do that? Why did I give that up for this? Why, why, why? Well, I know that somebody listening to this is probably thinking or saying the same thing based off a poor decision-making behavior. We have lots of bad decisions in our lifetime as a result of something that we might be lacking. And we can try to justify our behavior when we're lacking Because we'll say things like, I didn't have a choice, or I knew that if I didn't do it then, I was not going to get the opportunity to do it later. Or if I didn't choose him, or if I didn't decide to go ahead with the relationship, I probably would end up being by myself. Nobody's going to want me, or I'm not going to really get anything better. So we'll justify a bad decision. Because we believe a lie. And so, therefore, our ability to even decide will suffer. 
So why do we do this? Now, I have no idea why I've done a lot of the things that I've done. But one thing I do realize is that if I am extremely tired or extremely depressed or if I'm grieving something or the loss of someone, then my ability to make a good decision is really not available to me. And I end up just impulsively deciding on something because I'm just so tired or so frustrated with what where things are at that time. And if you're somebody that knows anything about the Bible or have heard about some of the Bible stories, that's almost like what one thing that Esau did in the Bible with his brother Jacob. Esau was out there in the field working and tired. And when he came home, his brother Jacob had been making some form of a stew, a stew soup or whatever. And because he was making this stew and Esau was so hungry and so weary and so tired, he begged his brother Jacob to give him some of that stew he was making because he was really hungry. When we're hungry, when we're tired, when we're thirsty, when we are just lacking something, we will do anything sometimes to get what it is that we need. We will beg for or just really plead to someone to get that thing. Or we'll just go ahead and make a decision and just go for it because they're offering something that might be satis- will cause satisfaction to our physical body. But Jacob, he manipulated the situation. Why? Because he knew he was vulnerable. He knew his brother Esau was vulnerable. He knew he was tired. He knew he was weary. He knew he was like desperate to get that stew that he was making. So he was going to take full opportunity to manipulate him in that moment of weakness that Esau was experiencing. And Esau, he was saying things like, I'm about to die. (laughs) I need that stew, so to speak. Now I'm paraphrasing. It's not verbatim what it says in the Bible, but you can read the scriptures for yourself in Genesis, I think chapter 25. But anyway, so he may be an all dramatic Esau about how he's about to die. He really had to have this soup. And then Jacob took it upon himself to say, so I'll give you this soup, but you know what? I want your birthright. I want you to swear right now that you will give me your birthright. Swear to me as of this day. So in other words, he wanted him to promise him something. And literally they went into some form of a verbal contract that he would give him his inheritance for a bowl of stew. Now, don't that sound desperate? Don't that sound crazy and irrational? Of course it does. Because the thing is, is when somebody is lacking, especially when they are at their wits end, they might be overly exhausted or overly tired or extremely hungry or very thirsty. They will give up sometimes their dignity, their self-worth, their peace of mind, their security, their reputation, their honor, their self-esteem, they'll give up whatever they got to just to get that food. 
And a lot of times, you know, that just causes even more problems for the person that is in need. And they are left to be manipulated, easily manipulated because they're extremely vulnerable. So what do we do to make sure that this never happens? Well, first and foremost, we have to always stay aware of what we are lacking, what we're physically lacking, what we're mentally lacking, and what we're spiritually lacking. And if we don't, if we're not self-aware, then our ability to decide is not available to us or decide rationally is not available to us. So choosing in desperation is never a good option. We can't sell out for a bowl of soup just because we're that hungry. And so therefore we have to try as best we can to avoid becoming that desperate. And this goes into, you know, goes right in line with relationships too. We can be sometimes so desperate to be in a relationship or to be married or to have kids or to just succeed in some area of our life that we will just ignore the warnings and the alerts and the flags when getting involved in a relationship. And somebody that knows that you're desperate, that you'll really take anything, even when they know that they might not be the best option because they have nothing really to offer, but they see that you're desperate and that you're so worried about your uh, biological clock ticking or you have such low self-esteem about your worth that you'll take anybody and everybody and they know they have nothing to offer, but they will they will manipulate that situation to get what they're wanting. And it may be something that you have that you don't really see a value. They might want that so badly that they will do anything to be, you know, allow you them, themselves to manipulate you because you're vulnerable. And then you end up in relationships where people either really didn't like you in the first place, but they wanted something from you because them, they too may have been desperate for something. So you end up getting into relationships that may be abusive mentally or physically. You might end up getting to re, into relationships that where people take advantage of your finances or they're really just going after something that you have. They will get into these relationships with you and manipulate the situation when they're just trying to get prestige or they're trying to get close to somebody that you know, or maybe you have a certain status in in society and they know that they don't really care nothing about you, but they'll, you know, hone in on your vulnerabilities just so they can get what it is that they want. You have to watch out for them. You have to watch out for the fact that people are actually out there trying and they have a different motivation than you think. They have a different intention than you think. And sometimes it's necessary to take care of whatever physical, emotional, or spiritual needs that you have before you get into something that you can't get out of or that will ruin you if you decide to get into it. And I find this so heartbreaking when I notice that there are men and women 
who want to be in a relationship so badly that they just ignore what happens and they end up getting physically abused, mentally abused, or spiritually abused by someone who just saw, saw their vulnerabilities and they just went on in there. So we have to pay attention. So what are the things that we can do to avoid being manipulated and abused? One, we have to learn to get busy with other things until what we desire is really made more available to us in the way that we want it. So what I mean by that is I can be so desperate to connect with somebody because I'm lonely. Well, I need to find other things that will occupy my time until that um, craving for attention and connection subsides. And the thing is, is if I'm very busy with something else or I'm focused on something else, time will pass. And so will the craving, the desire, or that feeling of necessary need passes by you. So learn to get busy with other things until that desire subsides. Another thing you could do is reconnect with your passions, with your dreams, with your visions and goals in life. And that would just be like, maybe it might just take you looking at videos of the things that you used to enjoy doing or that you used to like watching. If you That might trigger something in you and then it take your mind off of that thing that you are wanting so badly that you know is not good for you. So reconnect with passions. Take care of your physical um, lacking parts. Like if you're if you know that you are somebody that is just always tired and always, um, you know, hard, having a hard time focusing or you're struggling with energy, your ability, you know, to be energy because maybe you don't sleep well. Maybe um, there's something going on with uh, a part of your body health wise and you might need to get checked out. Check, take care of your physical body because when your physical body is all thrown off, it will make you even more vulnerable to getting help from people that are really not out there to help you. So you'll think that they're doing you a favor, but in all reality, they're they're not. They're like a snake just waiting to snap. So take care of your physical body. You know, it might be changing your diet. It might be laying off alcohol. It might be laying off marijuana, whatever it is. Some things will make you more vulnerable to, you know, be manipulated and for somebody's evil plan, so to speak. So take care of your physical body so you can be on top of your game. Even when someone is walking around like a roaring lion seeking to destroy you. So be alert. Take care of your physical body. Always remember the initial pain that you had before and when you had a bad experience before. Sometimes we need reminders of the time when we made a really bad decision because we were hurting, we were grieving, we were experiencing pain, we were tired, we were drinking, um, maybe we were smoking or whatever. Remember the bad decision that you made as a result of something being wrong with you mentally, physical, or physically or spiritually. You can remember. And the best way to find 
um, to bring things back to your remembrance is to go and pause, take a few deep breaths, and just get still for a moment and pray to God to help bring back to your remembrance that thing that you overcame before. Because if you don't get to a place where you take your body from stress response to the relaxed response, you will make bad decisions because you'll be desperate to get out of that state. And you'll think and believe that this option that really is not good for you is the best option. So I'm hoping that something that I said triggered a thought for you and reminded you of what you may have done, you know, in the past that ended up costing you. And trust me, you know, the wrong decision at the wrong time (laughs) will have a lasting impression on your life. So don't be so hasty at making a decision that you'll have to justify later that will end up costing you something. Your self-esteem, your peace of mind, your finances, security, reputation, or your dignity. Take the time. You don't have to be desperate and avoid desperate measures in those desperate times. Until the next time, good mental health, good spiritual health, and as always, good physical health. Y'all take great care. Thank you for listening all the way to the end. I sure hope you enjoyed that episode. Please feel free to share us on your social media platform or giving it a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. You can reach me on my website at unhackmind.com or life-counseling-transitions.com. All this information will be in the show notes. All right, take care and I hope you come back.